Welcome to this episode of The Curious Mind. I'm your host, Sylvester. And I'm Mike. And on today's episode, we welcome Andrew Stone, our lower school science integration teacher, for a conversation about uh, the science experience um, in our lower school. Uh, it was a fun interview. Um, he's got a wealth of experience and a very interesting background. Uh, Mike, what did you like about this conversation? Uh, I liked his path to USM, kind of like everyone we've had so far. It's interesting just to hear how they got here. Um, I mean, he has a really extensive background as a geologist, yeah. a bunch of projects, he, and you'll hear in the podcast a really cool trip he took. Um, he actually did a presentation for my third graders, so I knew a little bit about that. Um, but really just, um, I guess, his connection with this age of learner, understanding mm-hmm. that they're curious, understanding that they ask a ton of questions and they're curious about everything that they see, that they hear. Um, and I think he's really adapted that into his curriculum and yeah. how he instructs science in the lower school. Um, so it's just impressive to hear both pre and post COVID, like everyone, yeah. how it's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? What was your biggest takeaway? Well, two things. I, you know, he has a very um, deep wealth of knowledge about science and all things. And mm-hmm. like, it's just amazing that our lower school students have this resource, this traveling resource this year in COVID mm-hmm. um, that has all this knowledge. And and like you said, I, I love his inquiry-based kind of approach, like nurturing creativity, but nurturing that inquisitive nature and having the belief that all kids um, can be scientists. And, you know, as a father of two children, like just thinking about how I can nurture that, like it's just amazing to to see an educator who kind of meets kids where they are mm-hmm. um, and kind of pushes them to really expand and learn some life um, skills. So we hope you enjoy the conversation as much as we did. And here it is. So in today's episode, we welcome Andrew Stone. Um, this is his fifth year at university school. Um, uh, Mr. Stone is our lower school science integration um, specialist. Uh, Mr. Stone, how are you doing today? Well, thank you for uh, inviting me. Oh, excellent, excellent. Um, uh, Andrew, we'd like to start by just kind of introducing, kind of getting some background information um, for our listeners. So um, tell us, you know, where did your career start? Did you start in education? Did you come from a different area? Tell us about kind of your professional um, journey. I started uh teaching science uh, indirectly. I am trained as a geologist. I have both my bachelor's and master's degree in geology. Um, After finishing my uh, undergraduate degree, I entered the uh, private sector as a geologist, uh, got some work experience, um, got a better understanding of what it meant to be a, uh, a working geologist, professional geologist, uh, and then that gave me some insight for choosing a graduate program. Uh, I then went on and uh, received my master's degree, did some academic work as a um, as a geologist, published some some uh, research uh, in various journals uh, and textbooks, and then uh, began um, my work as a professional geologist again. And tell me, um, why did you choose that that field, um, uh, you know, for your academic career and, and early profession? I uh, I really uh, had a a wanderlust, uh, an enjoyment of the indoor outdoors as well. Um, I really uh, liked working with my hands and doing things uh, from a spatial perspective. So. 
um, geology helped me accomplish uh, all of those. Cool. And Andrew, before we jump forward into your path to USM, you came by my third grade classroom. I don't know if you remember this a couple of years ago and talked about a pretty interesting research trip that you took. Uh, could you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Oh, definitely. Yeah. One of the great things about uh, being a geologist is, is opportunities for uh, research uh, expeditions. Um, a lot of our work was uh, in the field, uh, and then we had a lot of uh, follow-up work um, back in the laboratory. Um, the one that you, to which you're referring was uh, an expedition with the National Science Foundation uh, to the Antarctic Peninsula. We traveled on an icebreaker oh, wow. uh, studying the ocean floor. <laughs> and, and how long were you up there again? Uh, it was... Uh, uh, five weeks that we uh, lived on the, the icebreaker. We also stopped at one of the three US uh, stations that are operated year round called Palmer Station to offload supplies and exchange personnel. Sly, do you think you could have done that? I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm we had a basketball court in the ship's <laughs> hold. Uh, so uh, I think you would have enjoyed the basketball. Oh, maybe, maybe. I don't know if that would be enough, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so then, Andrew, tell us about um, how you ultimately ended up at university school. Yeah, so after uh, working as a, a geologist, um, it, was, it was great uh, in, my, in my younger years, um, but uh, eventually uh, I had to, to make some choices uh, with regards to, to family. Uh, so, um, I grew up here in Wisconsin, in Milwaukee, and uh, uh, this was a great place for me to return and, and start a family. And with my background in geology, I was trained um, in biology with, for paleontology, uh, in chemistry with geochemistry. Uh, as a, I was a seismic stratigrapher, so I was trained in geophysics. So um, I was able to get my uh, teaching license um, in all those subject areas for teaching um, science um, in middle and uh, high school level. Um, so it was nice to, to be able to come back, um, teach, and um, still be involved with, uh, with science and, and family. It was a nice combination. And Andrew, so all of those uh, areas you just mentioned, you know, geophysics and being able to kind of teach across uh, a number of different science subjects. When you came to our lower school specifically, what were your thoughts with teaching younger learners than maybe what you were accustomed to? What were some challenges that, that you foresaw and then maybe kind of what surprised you about working with the little ones? This was an incredible opportunity. After working with... Um, with older students as a teacher, the opportunity to work with with younger children was 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 fantastic. Uh, after uh, raising my own children through those years and serving in various capacities uh, with them, but also um, as an educator, um, one of my stops along my journey was uh, working for the Center for Science Education uh, at the Medical College of Wisconsin. Um, we helped um, set up a. a a charter school in Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Academy of Science. And we worked a lot with their uh, kindergarten through fifth grade teachers. And eventually they expanded their school to a middle school and a high school program. So I got a lot of experience working with younger children with my own, as well as 
um, with the Center for Science Education. And uh, I just realized how much I enjoyed uh, working with um, the elementary children. Every day is a happy day. And every day is a, a, just a wonderfully curious day with elementary children. Oh, cool. Um, you know, do you have, um, you know, as you're, you know, in a, in a pre-COVID environment, we'll, we'll kind of start there, but was there a particular lesson or topic that you really enjoyed uh, teaching or doing with um, your younger learners? I, I think it, what it started with is just teaching children about the nature of science, whatever the content area, uh, we could do that. But it's really getting them to realize that they are scientists um, at any age, um, starting at any age and always a scientist. And so we, we uh, stress the importance of identifying uh, phenomena, which are uh, in our universe to explore natural things for them to explore. And then, um, how to begin to um, investigate, how to observe, how to think, how to wonder, and eventually plan their own investigations. That can be done with children um, as young as kindergarten uh, and throughout their entire life. So it's, it's really that foundation that I, I really uh, enjoy um, with the children. Have there been any experiences or projects that you've done um, I know you set up um, when the eclipse happened. You had a you set up an opportunity for students to see that. Have the, can you give our listeners some examples of uh, projects and experiences you kind of taking the lead on um, in helping our our students become or explore their scientific um, uh, credentials? Yeah, I think you know, there's things at school and there's things at home and uh, really just things for for life. Um, they can do the investigations that I present to them, the phenomena that I present. Um, some examples to give you uh, would, would perhaps, you know, maybe be the, that eclipse uh, party that we had in, in investigating that. Um, but also looking, I've set up a, a butterfly garden, a monarch way station here on, on campus. Um, that's been a, a neat project across multiple grade levels contributing to that effort. But really overall, the, the biggest project is, is the one where I hear from students and parents say, you know, Mr. Stone, I, you know, I was traveling this weekend or this afternoon when I went home or on the playground today, I, I, you know, we saw this phenomenon and I can tell that they have the skills to observe, think and wonder on their own. And, um, I'm only gonna be with them for a short period of their educational career, but these skills will be with them for their entire lives. And, you know, Andrew, as someone that, again, when I was in the classroom and I got to work with you, I saw it firsthand. And, you know, Sly and I know one of the reoccurring themes of the independent school model is just the flexibility that we have as educators to kind of curtail our curriculum to what's going on in the classroom, what type of learners we have. Can you give a few examples of how, because I know your curriculum is different every year. So this is your fifth year and I'm sure it's changed every year. Um, just some examples of how you work with the classroom teachers and kind of connect other content areas to make it relevant to the science lessons when you're with the, the kids. Yeah, every year the, uh, 
um, there's just there's new phenomena that uh, that that are of interest to the students, uh, to their classroom teachers, whatever they're they're reading, um, maybe something um, a project that they're doing for social studies, and um, there's always connections, and um, so they bring that uh, to me, and um, the important thing is to allow them to feel like they have ownership of their uh, of their interest, um, however that uh, phenomenon has been introduced to them. And, and from there, we just, um, I, I provide um, the, the materials, the, uh, I'm a guide. I try not to answer many questions. Um, <laughs> the kids don't pick up on this, but I usually answer every question with another question, which causes them to think and um, they have to, to figure out how they're going to investigate and plan things out. So it's, it's really just adapting to um, making them think about whatever topic is most important to them. And, you know, it's obviously we are in a COVID environment right now. And, you know, we've been in person since the beginning of the school year. Um, tell me, what is the lower school science experience like now um, for students in this COVID environment. I know you have a big traveling science cart, is that correct? Uh, that you will into the classroom. Tell us what that experience has been like so far um, in this year. Yeah, so we've uh, made some adjustments with the, uh, the lower school science program. Uh, I'm traveling this year. Uh, instead of the students coming to the uh, lower school science lab uh, for COVID precautions, I'm going to each of their classrooms. And uh, on this cart, uh, mostly what I, I have uh, is the technology to um, engage uh, the online learners along with the uh, in-school learners uh, in, in, the, um, in the lesson. Uh, there are some, some great uh, online uh, resources. Uh, we, we didn't use a textbook beforehand. Uh, and uh, still to this day, um, we're not using a textbook because of all those resources. Uh, so we pick a particular content area for, uh, uh, for a grade level, and then uh, we just begin that, that process. The, the students uh, look at that phenomenon, um, and you know, let's say it's, it's a rock. I'm a, a geologist, so I'll pick a rock. And we ask them to observe the rock with their five senses. Uh, usually, they know not to, to taste it, <laughs> but uh, uh, they know how to safely use their five senses um, to observe. And then that goes into their into their their mind. Their their brain thinks about the what they're observing, and then that leads to things that they wonder. They have questions, and at the elementary age, the children are uninhibited when it comes to asking questions, and they will generate many, many questions about a rock or anything that is of interest to them. And then it's my job, along with the classroom teacher, to help them design investigations to answer their own questions, to be that scientist. We've also... Um... You know, I've enjoyed kind of watching you with the, with the big science cart make your way around. Um, 
And, and one of my favorite things too, is because we're still, you know, Sly and I are giving tours and kind of showing the school to prospective families is, you know, when, when I run into you on tours and, and you always ask families, like, do you have a little scientist at home? And oftentimes you're like, well, no. And you have a great response. So what response, can you share that with our listeners? What response would you have to a parent that says, well, I don't have a little scientist or they're hoping to sort of inspire a scientist at home, what would you tell them? <laughs> they know that little scientist, whether they realize it or not. It's, uh, you know, it's all those questions. It's the why and how come, and, you know, just the, just the constant questioning of everything um, that sometimes, uh, you know, people uh, kind of jokingly say is exhausting as a parent to, <laughs> to receive all those questions. But for me as a science teacher, um, there's nothing more precious than a question and um, helping uh, a child learn to, uh, to uh, believe in their questions and believe in themselves for um, developing the tools to, to answer themselves as, as scientists. So every child is a scientist. And um, I, if I could uh, somehow bottle up that ability to ask questions and transfer that to a middle schooler or an upper schooler and an adult, that insatiable curiosity, it's, uh, it's a gift for the classroom. Yeah, I agree. It was one of my favorite parts actually about teaching at that age level is they're so curious and you're right. Um, uninhibited is a nice way to say it. I always say no filter whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they, they tell you how it is. Uh, and last question while we have you here, Andrew, and we've been asking sort of all the educators, um, and this is kind of big picture, open-ended here, but, um, you know, since this kind of pandemic started in spring, we've had the online learning as of last year, we've had the summer of kind of quarantining, we've had school, which now looks a little differently. Um, what have you been, from for your students, what have you been most impressed with? Um, you know, we've heard resilience, we've heard they're taking this in stride, but what, what would you say that, that you're most impressed with with our students here at USM during all this? Yeah, it's just amazing. The, um, everyone's ability to adapt, uh, whether we're teaching online uh, in our homes and learning online in our homes, um, whether we're here at school or, and some are in the classroom and, and some are at home, um, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like we've, we've missed a beat. Things have changed um, in terms of uh, the type of, of uh, materials that um, can be used, but the same uh, pedagogy, the same thinking processes, the, the ability to learn uh, remains, that engagement, uh, whether uh, I, I'm listening to the students on a Zoom or a, um, uh, or Google Meets call or listening to them in the classroom, they're engaged and we're doing science. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what, you know, Sly and I have talked off air about it as well, that we say so many things have changed, but there's still a lot of those constants, um, both here at school and especially with the age children that, that you see on a daily basis, that curiosity, that I, the sponges, I always say, they just are soaking everything up around them. And so, um, that's definitely been been great to see and and hear from our students. So yeah, I should say you know in addition to just plain learning, we're having fun, we're laughing, we're uh, you know we're we're still um, enjoying being together in whatever fashion that is, and uh, we enjoy doing science together. I think that joy is very important in these times, and it's good to that the students are still having that experience and, and having that fun. I think that's that's great. 
Yeah, I, I, every day I look forward to where, wherever I'll be, you know, online or if I'm told to stay at home, um, I'm ready to go and uh, we're ready to learn. Great. Well, thank you, Andrew, so much for your time today. We appreciate We appreciate all you're doing for our lower school learners and our little scientists. And hopefully those questions will keep coming and that curiosity will continue to be sparked. They're, they're figuring it out and they're going to take good care of us. I, we're in good hands. <laughs> Well, thank you, Andrew, for your time today. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Special shout out to Andrew for joining us today. The Curious Mind is brought to you by University School of Milwaukee. If you want to learn more about the USM experience, please visit our website at www.usmk12.org. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast to receive updates, interviews, resources, and much more. And please rate us um, if you have the chance. See you next time.